Angels are crazy. They are crazy. Insane. Agree or disagree? They blew my mind this morning. Well, I, I woke up and there's about an infinite number of things I thought would have happened, except what did actually happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're crazy. I think these deals are crazy. Well, I think most okay. of these deals I'm seeing Cra are crazy. Crazy in the long term for sure. Pujols in the eighth, ninth, maybe seventh year of that deal. Yeah. You know, that, that's going to be bad news. But think about it. With C.J. Wilson and Albert Pujols added to what they already had last year, how is there any way they don't go to the playoffs? No, it's, I don't see it's, it. It's not well, going to happen. Are they, and not only, are they better than Texas? I think they are better than Texas. I think they're probably going to win the division. I think they're probably the best team in the American League. So if they get a World Series out of this, you know, even if they are struggling at the end of it, you could argue it's definitely worth it. Yeah, well, you know, we'll see. There's there's more to come. Uh, Texas is is in on Matt Garza. Um, you know, if that happens, I think that levels the scales a little bit more. Um, you know, Scott's made the point, um, and I, I think it's an easy point to see that the the Angels pitching is just so far superior now to the Rangers. But I'm still not sold on the lineup, even with Pools. So oh. I think I think it could be a little bit of a tussle there in the AL West. Pools is a one man lineup. <laughs> <laughs> At least he still is in these first years of the contract. Yeah, wow. a one man lineup. Yes, he's a one man lineup. Is he, you really, could put, is he really that you good? You could put Just a team of Omar Infantes in there with him. Yeah, he's good, and it would be a good lineup still. All right, he gets ten years <laughs> and two hundred fifty million, which is. Uh, according to Scott Miller, a kind of funny note here, $70 million more than what Artie Marino paid for the Angels in 2003. So he paid $180 million and he just paid Albert Pujols $250 million. He has a full no-trade clause, and he's 31. Uh, going into 2012, value up, down, same for Pujols. I'd say slightly up because he had that sort of rough first half by Pujols' standards. You know, by anybody else's standards, it was a good first half. But... Um, you know, he rebounded to regular pool holes in the second half, and I think there's no reason why he can't give you a full year of that in his first year in Anaheim. For C.J. Wilson, five years, $75 million. I actually think this is a pretty decent deal. They're not, like, giving him ace money. And what? I, I almost fell off, off my chair. I mean, we don't have video for this, but uh, <laughs> the, the, and, the, and the Wilson hater. Well, over... I'm too hard on C.J. Wilson, I think. So you're going softy now. He's getting paid like a number two starter. Fifteen million a year. That, I mean, that's 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 pretty high for a number two starter. If if we're gonna not if you want to compete with the Angels, not if you want to compete with the Yankees and the Red Sox. But isn't. you know, as someone who's actually a fan of C.J. Wilson, uh, uh, I don't mind the figures. His road ERA is pretty good. And now he's going to a nice pitcher's park. He is going to a nice pitcher's park. Um, Value you know, up, down, or the same, Scott. Uh, boy, I, I think it. I, I think I'm gonna have to lean a little toward down. Uh, because he's not going to have Beltre and Andrews on the left. right uh, left. <laughs> it depends on which way you're looking at it, doesn't it? Left side. Left side of the <laughs> infield. <laughs> it's in front of left field. Yeah. Oh, that's a good way. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna remember that yeah. now. Uh -huh. Stop having brain farts. But uh, yeah, he's gonna lose that defense on the left side of the infield, and he's not going to have quite the same lineup behind him. So those two combined make it less. But like you say, better pitchers park. He's he's uh. He's more of a strikeout pitcher. Uh, I, I see him as more of a strikeout pitcher than anything else anyway. So um, I, I think uh, the strides he made last year are going to carry over, and he'll be just fine as a number two fantasy starter the next few years. Yeah, and no, I think uh, probably a little bit up for the reasons. You were arguing down, though, weren't you? Yeah, and I thought I, 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 thought I was going to preempt your defense argument there. 
Yeah, no, well, uh, and I didn't think of it, but it's a great point. Um, you made the park factor point. Uh, all that works in his favor. I think the only thing that doesn't work in his favor is now he has to pitch against the Rangers. Uh, well, <laughs> other than that. Uh, one thing to note, again, not that it really scares me about C.J. Wilson, Mark Trumbo, who is now out of first, out of the running at first base with Pujols, they're they're talking still like he could potentially play third base for them, and you can't imagine he's going to be anywhere close to a good defensive third baseman, having played first base all his life, and uh, so that that would obviously work against Wilson. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how this whole f- situation shakes out with the extra first baseman in Anaheim. Uh, what about Morales? You got, right, you got Trumbo, who if he if he can't handle third base, he can play DH. But then Morales is you have to figure is going to come back at some point. They're not counting on him at the start of the season. Uh, but boy, if he <laughs> if he misses a, another whole season, then then uh, they might not even want to find a starting spot for him after that point. Okay. Let's move on to Mark Burley to the Marlins. Four years and $58 million. Now, how many cartwheels did you do when they signed Jose Reyes, Al? <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, I'm trying to remember if I was here at work or not. There's not a lot of room to do no, cartwheels here. No, I don't think you were here, at but, work. Uh, but, uh, no, I was, I was thrilled. You I were. was absolutely thrilled. Um, you know, I liked the move, and uh, you know, that, that, that alone makes their offseason. That alone, I think. Uh, assuages a lot of the doubts that people had about how serious that this, this ownership was about spending. Um, you know, I think it's a good PR move for the team, and obviously it's a great move on the field. Um, you know, they'll get uh, much improved defense at shortstop uh, and, and a good bat uh, to, to put at the top of the lineup. Now, what about Burley? What do you think about him? I like this move a lot. I mean, and not just, you know, for the Marlins. I like this move for him and for his fantasy value. I feel like this is one of the best moves that could have been made for Mark Burley uh, from a fantasy perspective because he's always fared well pitching for the White Sox pitching in Chicago in that big-time home run ballpark of U.S. Cellular Field. We don't know how the New Marlins Stadium is going to play, but it's going to be spacious. Um, Power alleys uh, uh, over 380 on both sides, uh, center field 420 deep. It's going to be a big park. It's probably going to play at least as much like a pitcher's park as the old stadium. So that can only be good for Burley, who's not – he's kind of mediocre as a ground ball guy. So not that he's been a big home run problem before, but he could really shut teams down pitching in this, this nice uh, pitcher's ballpark. Do you think they trade Hanley Ramirez now? I don't. I do not know. I think there'll be lots of drama. I think it's going to be a fun year between <laughs> Ozzie Guillen and Logan fun. Morrison and Hanley Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> lots to talk about. Some Twitter definition of fun. Yeah, but uh, I think all those uh, guys, uh, Ramirez and and Morrison, will will stay put. Yeah, I, I'm I'm worried about Hanley. I was worried about him even before all this stuff. Started. You took this deep breath. I thought you were going to say something like outlandish and you were just like eh, I'm, I'm worried about Hanley I thought you were gonna be like Hanley should should get traded because he should right they if should if him. if the attitude that's being expressed through the media yeah right now is that I don't need that I mean and, and it seems like it is just knowing what we've known about Hanley in the past where you know he he can be kind of self-centered and immature, and it looks like that's what he's doing again. And if that's the case, and they try and play him at third base, and he doesn't really want to, I just can't imagine it going well. And if it's not going well there, it might not go well at the plate, and he's coming back from shoulder surgery and off a terrible year. And 
I just would be really scared about drafting him in the second round this season. The White Sox trade. Oh, wait, 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 real quick. The Marlins finish first, second, third, fourth, fifth in the NL East in 2012. As everything stands now, I'm going to say third behind the Phillies and the Braves. But I, hearing some of the reports out there of players they're still pursuing, I think there's the potential for them to maybe get all the way up to a preseason number one. Like who? Well, I don't know. They're still in the market for another starting pitcher, I know. Probably going to have to do it via trade now that Wilson's gone. Mm-hmm. The, uh, um, they, the out- considering Do they have the Cuban outfielder on their radar? Uh, they do. Yeah. On their radar. He's out there. Um, and, and I know they, they've pretty much indicated they're not interested in Prince Fielder, but now that Wilson's off the board, they, they still have money out there to spend. And if, if they, they were willing to plug Albert Pujols in at first base, I, I, th- I, I still see, could see Fielder being a possibility for them. Yeah, I mean, the latest, and it changes uh, you know, by the minute, if not the hour. Um, the latest that I've seen is that they're not interested, but I, I don't really believe it. They obviously have some money still to spend. There's going to be at least one more major piece added, whether it's Fielder, whether it's somebody like Gio Gonzalez. Uh, it'll be somebody that helps that team Oh, right. More. He's a local guy, right? Absolutely. Gio. So, um, yeah, I, I would agree with Scott probably third, but I think that one, two, three is going to be really tight, and I think the Phillies have a lot of question marks. I think they could fall the third. I think the Braves could finish a close third, but I'd say right now I, I would go Phillies, Braves, Marlins. White Sox trade Sergio Santos to the Blue Jays for pitcher Nestor Molina. So let's talk about Santos as a Blue Jay, Scott. Santos as a Blue Jay, I think, is going to be a very good thing for the Blue Jays and for fantasy owners because they seem like a team on the rise. And if the Blue Jays were willing to give up a top prospect for him, you know there's not going to be any debate during the season who the closer is, whether or not Santos is the closer, as there was uh, at the end of last season uh, for Santos in Chicago. So he's a clear-cut closer. He has the stuff of it, uh, more than a strikeout per inning. I bumped him up about five or six spots in the rankings with this move just because he has that 100% assurance now. Um, and, and, I, and I like him a lot as a number two reliever. You like him less, more, the same as Houston Street, who's now a Padre. I like him more because I worry less about health issues with Santos. Um, For me, with Street, that's the only concern because with him now going to the Padres, it's reminiscent to me of when he pitched for the A's, pitching in a great pitcher's park with low ERAs. Um, You know, he did struggle some in Colorado as, as a guy who generates a lot of fly balls. So I like the move for Street, but he hasn't uh, been reliable as a, as a guy who's going to be healthy all year long. So for me, that they, he's still a number two RP guy, but on the lower end because of the innings issue. To me, one of the most interesting things about the Santos move that I haven't heard brought up by the general media and, and or by us, really. Oh, is, here we go. We're bringing it up. Who closes for the White Sox uh, now? That's a good point. They, Chris Sale's going to the starting rotation, so you know it's not going to be him. They still have Matt Thornton, but he was a disaster in the role last year. If this move indicates what I think it does and that the White Sox are at least in semi-rebuilding mode, they're very clear that they are. I have a hard time seeing them going after a free agent uh, closer. There, There are still a few of those available. So this could mean, this Santos trade could mean that a, as of now, mystery reliever 
it ends up closing for the White Sox and, and being a, a significant fantasy contributor. And or at least tries to be a significant fantasy contributor. That mystery guy may be Addison Reed, perhaps. Yeah, he's, so. he's, he's such a mystery, I don't even know who he is. <laughs> so good job pulling that name out, minor leaguer. Yeah, so, and you, you know, closer of the future, but uh, maybe closer of the very uh, near future. Uh, because, yeah, there's just not other clear options available to them. The Mets signed Frank Francisco and John Roush. I don't know what the Mets were thinking. But because uh, I don't think much of Francisco, I know you guys think he's, you guys like him better than I do, and I'm not the uh, expert. I, I like him a lot, probably more than just about anybody. <laughs> not the Mets. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think he was as bad. He's as bad as he looked last season, and and going to the National League and out of that, uh, out of the AL East should help. Uh-huh, uh, but yeah. I mean, he's still on the lower end of fantasy closers in my eyes, right? You know, once the 30 jobs get filled, he'll probably be down in the 27, 28 range for me. Okay. John Roush, just uh, just eighth inning guy or yeah. like that? And, and, yeah, and, and considering, uh, well, what's what's next on the list, the other reliever they acquired, Ramon he, oh, Ramirez. Oh, Ramon Ramirez, right. Yep. They traded Angel Pagan to the Giants. They got back Ramon Ramirez and Andres Torres. Let's talk about Ramirez first. I think he's better than Roush. I think he's not that far behind Francisco, really, and he did get some save opportunities for the Giants late last season um, when Brian Wilson was dealing with some elbow issues. So it's not likely, but it's not inconceivable to me that if this francisco Rauch duo bombs the way it did in Toronto, that Ramon Ramirez might end up being a surprising fantasy contributor. I, I worry with Francisco more about health than performance. Um, you know, Francisco wasn't healthy early in the year. The second half, he had an ERA below two. Was you know striking guys out really effective. So I, I wouldn't call it a bomb at all okay. uh, in terms of his performance there. But you know, the, Roush in particular, I think, is somebody to uh, to keep an eye on because while Ramirez was good last year, I, I like the fact that Roush does have a pretty extended track record of being effective. Um, you know, in a variety of relief roles. And Angel Pagan to the Giants. What do you think, Al? Nah, I don't know. I mean, I, I like both of the uh, outfielders in that deal as comeback candidates, both Torres and uh, Pagan. They were both disappointing last year. Um, but, you know, they're, they're sort of wild cards. They both surprised us in 2010. They both disappointed us in 2011. Um, you know, I don't think that the trade does much really for for uh, Pagan's value. I think it certainly enhances Torres's because he was out of a job whereas Pagan was going to be a starter no matter what. Okay. We're going to mostly talk about guys who changed teams, but two guys accepted arbitration and are back with their former, with their 2011 squads. David Ortiz will stay in Boston. Kelly Johnson will stay in Arizona. Toronto. Kelly Johnson went to, oh, that's right. He got traded for Aaron Hill. I had to think twice about it, though, yeah. Kelly Johnson will stay in Toronto. Uh, David Ortiz in Boston, when you approach him on draft day, well, you're not going to be coming up to him. But when you see his name on draft day, <laughs> are you going to be thinking, is the end finally coming for him, or is he going to put up another strong year? Not really. I'm pretty much back in on David Ortiz. I see him as uh, the best DH-only player in the draft ahead of Billy Butler. Um, so I, I think there's the potential to get him for a value because there will be enough people approaching him that way and, and because he doesn't have a primary position. But... The the improvement he made last year was against left-handed pitchers. He went from being a like a 
190 hitter against them to a 320 hitter against them. And, and that, since it's a change, since there's something you can point to about in the change in his approach that changed, um, to me, it's something that you can expect him to sustain. And if he's hitting left-handers the way he's hasn't hit them since, you know, his prime years, uh, then I, I think that'll counteract any, uh, any decline that comes with age and make him still a very productive fantasy option. And where's Kelly Johnson this year? Uh, Toronto. He's in Toronto, <laughs> that's right. What do you think about him uh, this year? Uh, you know, I think it's pretty much a, a, a it was a lateral move because he moved, you know, was traded swap for Aaron Hill back in August. Uh, it was sort of a lateral move for both of those guys, both good, you know, power hitting environments, decent, you know, lineups uh, around them. Uh, Johnson had, obviously, as we talked about it, I think, you know, ad nauseum <laughs> this past season. Oh, had yeah. A, a, Are we, is he still going to be in every start sit show on Sunday? Uh, probably. But I think he'll, <laughs> he'll have a better year. Okay. Um, he's just he's he's due to, to have a better batting average, but he's never going to be a guy that you can really count on to hit above, say, 250, 260. More starts, less sits. He, I think so. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Big moves for the Pirates. Nate McClouth is back, and Eric Bedard is coming. And, yeah, hooray. And you just, with your little rundown here, um, of the show, you just confirmed my suspicion that Nate McLouth is the most misspelled name in sports. Everybody wants oh, to add no, the second not, C. Oh, that's right. It's I put two Mick C's. Louth, not McClouth. But are you and pronouncing it differently? No, you're not. But I was yeah. trying. I was. I was trying to emphasize since I, I can't tell you. Well, I could spell it out for you, but that's just no fun. Nate McLouth. Back yes. to the Pirates. You know, yes. Scott has pointed this out so many times that I've started misspelling it when I, ever, <laughs> when I used to not misspell it. So, Well, now we know how to spell Nate McLeod, and we, we know how to memorize which side of the diamond the fielders are on. Left yep. versus right. So for Nate McLeod, do you think there's any chance his career gets revived back in the place where, he, you know, he kick-started it? Pretty unlikely okay. because... If he's back in the lineup, it means Alex Presley is out. And although the Pirates haven't said they're definitely committing to Presley as a starter, I think they'd have to go with him over McClouth to start the season. How about Eric Bedard, Al? You know, I like the signing because it wasn't a real expensive signing for them. I think it was $4.5 million for the one year. And, um, you know, what people remember were the injuries, and especially because when he sat out, it was during the pennant race. Uh, after he got traded over to the Red Sox and just before that. But really, he was, I remember, you know, sitting here on the podcast in May and June just marveling at uh, what a nice comeback he had in in 2011. So can we count on him to start 30 games? Absolutely not. Uh, But can we count on him to, you know, pitch well for 20 to 25? I'd say absolutely, and that's going to be an upgrade somewhere uh, in the Pirates rotation. Eric Bedard and I, same contract. I like that. One year, four and a half mil. We'll see how it goes, you know. But <laughs> you're such a liar. <laughs> no, mine's two years. <laughs> K Rod back with the Brewers. Anyone care? Uh, yeah. I just, it's just a head scratcher for me um, because I really thought there'd be a lot more of a market for him. I still think he could be one of the top five closers in in fantasy and uh, but yeah. real baseball. There doesn't seem I'm, to be that. that maybe I'm, I'm not. I'm not counting him out as a closer yet uh, because his agent. Has said that that's still a possibility, him getting traded, and that this yeah. doesn't mean he's resigning to be a setup man. Resigned to be a setup man. That's right. a confusing terminology mm-hmm. because he's not resigning. No, he's not. No. Resigned. Um, yeah. He still wants to be a closer, and there are still enough teams out there that need a closer. 
including the White Sox, Red Sox, um, Reds. Uh, there's a bunch other more teams out without socks. Yeah, because we hit the three that all have the socks: the Red Stockings, the Red Sox, the White Sox. The Red Stockings. Okay. That's what they were back yeah. in the day when you had the okay. Boston Bee Eaters and the. New York Highlanders and <laughs> way back in the welcome day. to fantasy baseball 19th century version. <laughs> the Dodgers have signed Aaron Harang two years and 12 million. I really, you know, Al, I kind of wanted the Marlins to get Aaron Harang. Oh, uh, that makes one of us. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been a Harang hater. Uh, he won me over a tiny bit this past year because what he did with the Padres wasn't all just park park effect stuff. Uh, he did make some real improvements, but he still he's just he's he's mediocre, and, and the Dodgers can have him. I'd much rather have, uh, let's say, you know, Mark Burley. No, no. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm not comparing the two. No, um, no fantasy value for Harang. Uh, in standard mixed leagues, I would say not. Um, he's a guy again that you can um, you can stream during the season. Get grab him as a waiver guy, but there's probably a dozen other or more similar pitchers you could also grab. So I, I wouldn't bother to draft him in those formats. What about Chris Capuano? Two years, ten million with the Dodgers. He's kind of in the same boat for me. Uh, because he didn't show the consistency last year to rank among the top 100 starting pitchers in fantasy going into 2012. But what, every time I look at his numbers, I'm always shocked by the strikeout rate, so much higher than I remember it being as he was putting it together. And uh, to me, that means he could potentially emerge as a midseason sleeper, but again, somebody not worth drafting. Alex Gonzalez to the Brewers. And again, it's Thursday, by the way. It's Thursday afternoon at about 4 o'clock. So we might miss some things that go down later today. But this is what we've got so far. Alex Gonzalez to the Brewers. And that's one we nearly missed because that yeah. happened just you know a minute literally before walking into the studio here. Um, I like the move. Uh, I like it for him, and I like it for the Brewers. I like it for the Brewers because that means uh, no more Unieski Betancourt. Uh, I like it for uh, Gonzalez because he's shown uh, you know even as recently as two years ago that he can put up really nice power numbers if you put him in in the right situation. And I think the Brewers, uh, you know, even without Fielder, have a nice lineup uh, to put. A around him and in a good ballpark for hitting homers and that's uh that's the one thing you can pretty much count on gonzalez to do for you in fantasy tyler pasternicki is another player with a awesome last name it does it, it sounds like a title and a first name doesn't it pasternicki yes but it's not it's no. tyler pasternicki <laughs> and with gonzalez now out of the picture this makes him even more likely to be the starting shortstop for the braves and potentially uh, provide a high batting average and a few steals as a rookie. But it's not a done deal yet, so keep an eye on that situation. Could be a tongue-twisting infield for the Braves in a couple of years if you got Pastor Nicky and Trudasilovich on the <laughs> left side of the infield. <laughs> yes, the left side. <laughs> Kevin Slowey to the Rockies, Al. You like it? Uh, no, I hate it. <laughs> One of the biggest fly ball pitchers <laughs> in the majors going to Colorado. Um, and he's, you know, he's not even a cinch to be in the rotation. So, um, and it's, it's, you know, I'm glad just the one good thing is I'm glad to see him to get, get out of Minnesota because he was done there. Um, they had no more use for him before, you know, pitched well there. Um, apparently he created a lot of ill will, uh, with the team and, and apparently with beat writers, cause there is a lot of vitriol on Twitter really? the last two days. Um, about him 
leaving Minnesota and some writers being really happy about that. So Interesting. Interesting. Don't know that has anything to do with fantasy, but um, I, no, I, I don't like the move for him. I, I'd like to see him get back to uh, you know a better pitcher's ballpark. And now we are going to sit back and let Al talk about the Rule 5 draft. Uh, very briefly, because there really aren't. I mean, as, as is in most years, there aren't many names of note, but there's one in particular I'm kind of excited about, and one we talked about before on the podcast, Terry Doyle who was one of the big stars of the Arizona Fall League, a surprise star, was with the White Sox. Despite the great showing in Arizona, they did not see fit to put him on the 40-man roster. That exposed him to the Rule 5 draft. He was picked up by the Twins, um, which is a, p- a pitcher's paradise, and they're a team that does seem to uh, like to give guys who pitch to contact a chance, and that's what Terry Doyle is. Uh, so it doesn't walk a lot of guys, but not going to help you a lot in strikeouts if he does uh, win a rotation spot. But uh, I think he could be in the mix there for the Twins rotation. And if he is, uh, he's definitely viable in AL-only leagues. Um, is that it? That's another name, too. Brad Myers, who was uh, in AAA in the Nationals organization last year, picked up by the Yankees. So probably not much chance of him to get in the rotation there. But you never know uh, you know, if they need an emergency starter or something. He's a guy who you know, put up some nice numbers in the minors and, uh, you know, could fill in there or, you know, they could trade them. So just a, a, a guy to watch. Uh, Cause again, remember rule five, if they make the team, they have to stay with the team the whole year or right. they return to the original team. Who was his that? What's his name? Uh, Brad Myers. I have to get his Jersey now. You know what number he wears? Uh, nope. I'm, guessing he probably doesn't even know yet my new favorite Yankee. why would you invest so much in a jersey for a player who's who's never going to be around for you know i would never but you know what's interesting about baseball jerseys is that i don't i don't like them at all i don't think that you wear baseball jerseys to games i i like the shirtsies you know like the t-shirts with a player's name on the back and the logo on the on the chest but I, I think it's just you, a better investment. football games. You wear jerseys, you know. Even basketball games, people wear jerseys. Baseball games, not really a jersey sport. <laughs> I think. I see a lot of people with jerseys there. I just yeah, absolutely. I just prefer I the shirt because I feel like baseball jerseys are more expensive. Agree or disagree? Than... Agree or disagree? Jerseys to people ratio um, is less in baseball than it would be in football or basketball. I agree. I would agree with that. Okay, then I've made my point. <laughs> I feel like I won this argument that I was having with myself. <laughs> Anything else, fellas, or are we done for the week? We're never done. Well, we're done here. But we're we are, done for we this. Done here. We're back Show. not next Monday, but the following Monday to talk about baseball madness. And let me give out the information real quick. I should have done this at the top of the show. But we have a new email address, fantasybaseball at cbsinteractive.com. Fantasybaseball at cbsinteractive.com. Uh, put podcast in the subject line. At CBS Scott White on Twitter. At Al Milk CBS, which is A L M E L C CBS. And at Adam Azer, A I Z E R. At CBS Fantasy BB. And Facebook.com slash CBS Sports Fantasy. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you later.